Sequentials, Volume 3, Episode 4. I am Luis Cavedo, and for today's episode we've got Who, What, Where, When, Why, and How, Number 2, Harley Quinn. You've got a look in your eye like you haven't been in a year. Hey, Jose. Who, why, when, and how I is none of your business, okay? Now you're talking to me, baby. That I like, okay? Keep it coming, baby. Don't call me baby. I'm not your baby. Not yet, man. You gotta give me some time. I hope you like that intro as much as I do. A little snippet of audio from the movie Scarface. Ah, It's pretty fun, so I think I'm gonna keep using it. So, who would wear when, why, and how? Number two, Harley Quinn. Uh, So, why Harley Quinn? Well, uh, this week, uh, when I was trying to come up with ideas for the show and uh, about this particular uh, episode format specifically, uh, I was going through some comic books and looking at different things online, and I couldn't help but notice how many uh, things Harley Quinn shows up in, both in her own uh, ongoing series, uh, animation, different video games, cartoons, etc. And I wouldn't be the first one to notice this, but she does seem to have become one of the pillars of DC Comics characters. Now, the big three uh, are usually, or more commonly known as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Uh, But as uh, you may notice these days, Harley's taking a very... Uh, dominating presence in media and advertising for DC Comics. And I'm not sure everybody knows her origin story. I did learn a few things while doing some research for this uh, presentation, but I knew most of it, so I, uh, I figured, well, why not delve into that and maybe learn something new? So let's jump in with the first question. Who and with who we're going to talk about our key players in this story. So we'll start with Paul Dini. He was born on August 7th, 1957 in New York City. And Paul's a prolific writer and producer. Uh, He's probably best known for having written uh, Batman, the animated series, uh, and almost every single other DC animated series in some capacity. And he's won various uh, Emmys for his work. Uh, He's one of my personal favorite writers, and possibly, other than maybe Scott Snyder, my favorite Batman writer. He was also a writer and editor on Lost, and has written a number of comics and graphic novels. Uh, Bruce Timm is another key player. Born on February 5th, 1961 in Oklahoma, Bruce is an artist and cartoonist, animator, writer, producer, sometime actor. He wears a lot of hats. Uh, His work can be seen in a multitude of animated series uh, in many capacities, but he may best be known as the kind of founder and architect of the DC animated universe. Uh, If you were a kid in the 90s and the 2000s and you ever watched the Saturday morning series of Batman, Superman Adventures, Superman Animated Series, Justice League, Static Shock, any of those, this guy was kind of the one that was heading them, or uh, 
doing a lot of the character design work and spearheading it, uh, along with other individuals, but he's kind of the public face that we always saw with these. Uh, he had a major hand in establishing uh, and creating the Batman animated series, and most of those series that he has worked on, most of those cartoons have uh, gone on to win uh, multiple Emmy Awards as well. And he's also uh, written and been the artist on a number of comic books over the years. Uh, you can't talk about Harley Quinn without talking about Arlene Sorkin. Uh, she was born October 14, 1955, in Washington, D.C. Arlene w uh, was an actress and screenwriter until her retirement in 2012. She played uh, Calliope Jones on Days of Our Lives, and was a part of other TV serials and soap operas. She has multiple credits to her name. So what did these three, big three, do in the story of Harley Quinn? Well, Paul Dini wrote uh, for Batman the Animated Series, and he wrote an episode called Joker's Favor. And during the plotting for this episode, uh, he came up with uh, an idea of having the Joker pop out of a cake. Uh, and taking people hostage. That idea of popping out of the cake is, uh, you know, observed in multiple movies for comedic or almost seductive effect. Uh, I guess the idea seemed a little too risque for him initially, so he created a henchwoman uh, who could do the act instead. Later, when he wrote the episode, he decided to keep the Joker in the cake anyway, and extended the idea of this henchwoman into a full-on partner in crime and love interest for the Joker. And thus Harley was born from a plot device to an extended cameo in the episode. Bruce Timm, who designed many of the characters on Batman the Animated Series, uh, he drew inspiration for Harley Quinn from uh, the name. That's how he gave her visual life. Uh, going off that uh, kind of impish, old, baroque era Harley Quinn costumes, or Harlequin, sorry. Uh, he used that and he borrowed the color scheme from uh, the other famous comic book Daredevil, uh, the one that started in Alec Leeson publications. Uh, he does have a pretty interesting design where it's like half red, half black, and the other side is uh, reflected. But uh, yeah, that's how he came up with the design for the character. And Arlene Sorkin, uh, she lended her legendary voice uh, to bring Harley Quinn to auditory life on Batman the Animated Series. Uh, Paul Dini, who knew Arlene from college, based a lot of uh, Harley Quinn's character and personality traits off of uh, Arlene Sorkin. Uh, she played and continues to play an integral role in the creation of an, and continued existence of Harley, and has been well, she's retired now, but she voiced her in almost every uh, animated appearance of the character from 1992 to 2012. So where and when was Harley Quinn incepted? Uh, so in 1992, Paul Dini is uh, coming off his stint writing for Tiny Toon Adventures, uh, where he met a lot of the guys uh, that working for Warner Brothers Animation, and, and they are... The, a lot of them going on to work for Batman the Animated Series. 
So he's brought in by uh, another dude named Alan Burnett to work as work as a freelance scriptwriter for Batman the Animated Series. Uh, maybe I should just call it BTAS at this point, Batman the Animated Series. But uh, he's brought in, and while coming up with ideas and uh, the plot for the Joker's favor episode, uh, Paul gets sick, and he's home one day watching Days of Our Lives, and he notices that his friend Arlene is singing and prancing about in a dream sequence, dressed like a jester. And there was the the spark from that visual of what would eventually be Harley Quinn's debut uh, when the episode Joker's Favor would air the night of September 11th, 1992. So why is the character so popular? Uh, I mean, you could chalk it up to the rare phenomena of... Uh, zeitgeist-like luck, but I'm going to defer to Mad Love to answer this question. The Batman Adventures Mad Love is a one-shot comic book published in February of 1994. Uh, It was written by Paul Dini and penciled and inked by Bruce Timm. Kind of a famous story uh, in the comic book community. And it won multiple awards, uh, including the Eisner Award. The Eisner Award kind of being the, I don't know, the Academy Award of comic book awards. Uh, but yeah, that, that particular story uh, presents the origin of Harley Quinn. And you find out how uh, she started out as a psychiatrist, Dr. Harleen Quinzel, and she interns at Arkham Asylum. And there she meets and treats the Joker, and she slowly falls in love with him, unaware that he is manipulating her during their sessions with uh, tragic stories and half-truths. And, but regardless, she begins to see uh, Batman by his manipulations, uh, by the Joker's manipulations, as the cause of the Joker's ills. And... Uh, One day she snaps, and she breaks him out and embraces the persona of Harley Quinn and a life of crime. Uh, And this and other stories that would follow, their tumultuous and oftentimes abusive relationship is established. Uh, That abusiveness uh, is never overtly physical in most of the comics, but... Uh, you do get the sense that it, it's kind of there, and it's, it's pretty uncomfortable sometimes to watch. But combine uh, that kind of fascinating backstory that was given to her and how the character has grown and evolved past you know, this moniker of the Joker's girlfriend. She leaves his side and becomes her own woman, uh, an interesting and capable character, independent of the Joker's influence. And I think you have the recipe for why so many are so infatuated with her. Uh, This is a character that really has uh, seen a lot of growth. She's uh, had a lot of benefits come in from being handled by different writers that have uh, looked at her story and advanced it from what could have just been, oh, you know, Harley's always around the henchwoman or the partner in crime that kind of gets kicked around and and no they they gave her some empowerment and 
elevated her beyond just a tragic figure. And how, how does the character continue to dominate the comic book and wider media world? Well, Harley Quinn's star has continued to steadily rise, uh, non-stop it seems, and the character who was a feature and focus on a number of Batman the Animated Series best episodes, including Harlequinade, uh, where um, Harley is put on parole and given the opportunity to break free of that life of crime and establish herself as a uh, a good person, uh, unfortunately, gets mistreated and falls back into old habits. But it's it's a it's a fantastic episode. But yeah, she was featured on many of of some of the best episodes of that series. And she'd go on to make the jump from that to the comics, uh, with a first appearance on The Batman Adventures, number 12, in 1993, and then into the DC Comics continuity. This is the main DCU continuity, uh, with the issue Batman Harley Quinn, number 1, in 1999. Harley Quinn also made the jump to live-action features, uh, with a minor, kind of more subdued uh, appearance on the Birds of Prey TV series in 2002. If you haven't seen it, you're not really missing anything. But uh, more famously, uh, you could see her in 2016's Suicide Squad film, uh, where she was portrayed by Marco Robbie. And that version is uh, pretty pretty close in line with what you would see in the in the comics or the cartoon series. And um, I think Margot gave her uh, a good uh, a good portrayal in that one. Uh, she continues to be a very marketable and popular character for DC Comics. Uh, like I said, she headlines her own comic book series, her own ongoing comic book series, and has uh, continued to grow past the shadow of both Batman and the Joker, and has effectively established herself as a leading woman all on her own. Uh, and that speaks to the strength of the character, that when you see her, you don't have to picture Batman showing up to be a complement to the story, or that the Joker will inevitably have to show up because you can't have one without the other. No, she can stand on her own, and those relationships that they've built for her with Poison Ivy and some of the other rogues, and new and original characters, either by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, or the different teams that have um, helped build these stories over the years. Uh, she's just she's just her own kind of juggernaut, in a sense. Well, I hope you learned something new uh, about this character. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach uh, me at uh, email four. C-S-L-U-I-S at gmail.com or on Twitter at 4CSPod and at 4CSLUIS as well and Facebook.com slash 4CSPod. Uh, but from Luis Cavedo, this is Four Color Sequentials. <laughs>